Blog Talk Radio. Calling all men. It's now your time for your show with your coach, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's a show where men can be men. Now here's the coach who has your back, Linda Gross. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I am worked up to tell you about today's show. We're going to be talking about an ox- a man who gives an oxygen tank for dads. So there you are. You might be on the heels of a divorce where the court system seems like it's rigged against you and you might be in jeopardy of emotionally and physically losing your kids. So let's join my guest today, Jean-Michel Basilico, who tells you to trim the fat, scale the fish, and to ensure the tranquility for your kids. Welcome, Jean-Michel, to the show. Nice to have you here. Thank you. Nice for having me. Uh, This is Jean-Michel Basilko, a.k.a. The Lee's Daddy. So uh, really glad to be here and to answer all your questions as much as, as best as I can. Awesome. Awesome. Great. And by the way, um, for my listeners, I will be posting Jean-Michel's links at the at the bottom of the credits of the show, so you don't have to, I will say the links, but you don't have to, like, memorize them or anything. You can just press on the links when, when we're done with the show. All right, so, you know, you've been through some harrowing times, and, you know, you've kind of turned the situation around. I know a lot of a lot of the times the court systems do seem like they're against the dads. I don't know how it is in Canada where you live. I, I think you were telling me off air that in Canada the kids are shared 50-50. That's like a standard thing. Um, but here in the States it's not standard. I, I have been working with one or two states that have changed the laws to make them standard, but I think the majority of the states – it's not 50-50 at all. It's, you know, quite a bit of the time, probably 80% of the time, it does go to the mother. So what was your experience um, with that arrangement? Did it go smoothly for you? Is the court system there pretty much in equal favor of both parents? Uh, I'd say, yeah, on on average, it's more tolerant. Uh, there's, There's been a lot of experience, you know, that it's easier you know, here in Canada, but, you know, it wasn't always the case. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when I was younger, basically, it was my mom that got, you know, the the advantage. And, yeah, the system's changed a lot. So it's easier to get 50-50, but it's still, you know, towards the mom first, but mm-hmm. it's easier to get the 50-50. Whereas, in you know, some of my clients in the States notice that, you know, it's almost impossible to get 50-50 or it's really complicated. So yeah, here in Canada, it's much easier, and that's what I've noticed from you know what my clients have been telling me. Absolutely. So by the way, listeners, if you want to call in and ask us a question today, or if you have comments on the topic, our call-in number is 
or you can slide into my chat line right here on blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT Linda Gross, forward slash DT Linda Gross. So, Jean-Michel, why don't you take a sentence or two and just explain who you are, what you do, and why are you a lazy dad? Yeah, well, basically, the the term lazy daddy comes from my IT background. I've been in IT for about 30 years. And, yeah, it was like I took it from basically, you know, becoming an efficient programmer and, you know, to to make programs efficient. Most most of the times, you know, programmers are called lazy programmers. So that's what I tried to apply to my, my dad life, to make my being a dad as efficient as possible and with with that in mind it's always you know why do I need to be more efficient with my time and with you know the way I live is basically because I want to spend more time with my kids and that's what I focus on you know really getting you know all my and my things done so that I could actually spend quality time with my kids and that's what you know where the theme the term came you know, from that so that I want to really focus on being as performing as possible with, you know, like the basic tasks so mm-hmm. that it frees up a lot of time to be able to spend quality time with my kids. So now you serve as a coach to other dads and also sometimes a mediator. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Because what I noticed, you know, I don't believe really in the legal system that it has our kids in their best interest and i try to teach my my parents to basically their 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 breakup or their divorce their marriage didn't work out so to really make their separation work in order you know to you know become more communicative you know and to communicate better with their exes but all with the sole purpose of you know being able to advantage the kids and I really want to focus on that as you know I, I I always have the kids in mind to fix the situations to learn to communicate with your ex even if it's you know it was a toxic relationship or if you had difficulties I work a lot on you know changing their mindset and changing mm-hmm. you know forgiving and basically focusing on communicating better for the for the benefit of their kids. That's such a tall order because (laughs) one would think that if the communication level was high, you probably wouldn't be getting a divorce. So how do you turn that around from being a toxic situation to being where it is, um, you know, mom focused? uh, You know, how do you turn that around to where you shift the energy to having it be child focused, which is really where it should be? Well, I believe that in all couples, you know, in most of the cases, you know, the reason we have kids is because at some point we did love each other. At some point we did agree with each other. And Mm -hmm. it's just to go back to that root feeling of, you know, that moment when you you decided to have kids and stuff like that. So it's, you know, it's complicated work, yes but I find it's doable and it's basically to learn to forgive yourself for the mistakes you've made 
and to learn to forgive, you know, your ex for the, the mistakes that she probably made. And it's just to focus really on, you know, let's do it for our kids. And mm-hmm. it's, it's all a question of ego. So I work with the dads and usually on, on the men's side, usually we're the ones with the stronger ego, uh, the stronger ego. And, uh, you know, we have difficulty, you know, it's like letting go of our emotions. We're mad, we're upset. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot of work on that side, but yeah, it's, I, I find it's doable if, you know, the person, the dad really wants to, you know, take care of our kids. And, you know, in our society is like, we, we put more privilege on the moms than the dads, but I believe dads are just as important, you know, in the roles that they play for their kids. So to me, it's really important that both parents play their role as parents. And that's, yeah, I find it's doable. It's like with all my, my clients, you know, in time, it, it works out. And once they do put their kids first, I find forgiving and communicating becomes easy. I I love that. (laughs) It's so heartwarming and it's so needed because really it should be about, you know, the the best outcome possible for the kids. And to put it in those terms will yield very good results, I'm sure. And maybe along the way it might even help the mom, might even help the parents, you know, by by making taking the focus off of the parents and off of the ego and off of the hurt and the toxicity and putting it to, to what is the greater good of the outcome for the kids so I love this so one of the things that you also help is um, you take otherwise good parents good single fathers who might be overwhelmed and you kind of turn that around I don't know if you do like a um, time management thing like when the father is working at work okay focus on work but when you do have the kids shift your focus away from yourself and again put it on the kids so your one-on-one time with the kids are also positively impacted Tell us a little bit about uh, how you manage that. Yeah, well, you know, in in my program, basically, I focus on the mindset. So the first part and most important part is the mindset. Then I focus on, you know, creating new goals for the dads and basically to really, once they have the goals, then, you know, I build, you know, their plan so that, you know, we can focus and improve. And once we have, you know, our system built, like I said, it's for basic tasks. So anything that touches budgeting, anything that touches, you know, uh, stress-related issues, you know, uh, finances. Uh, most dads that I know today, you know, have, have issues, you know, with preparing good meals for their kids. So I do meal preps on Sundays. So, you know, save, it saves a lot of time to do meal preps. And I know that my kids are eating healthy. So those, those are things that I do. And it's basically, yeah, creating a system. And then once the system and the plan is made out to make it as efficient as possible for us, you know, to get rid of the overwhelm. And yeah, it's it's basically creating uh, routines for the basic stuff to be able to focus really on quality time, you know, with the kids. But it's for any aspect in our lives. You know, we, we need to give it our 100% in whatever we're doing. So whether we're at work, whether we're playing, whether we're, you know, teaching, whether we're doing anything, I find you should really focus 
and give it your all. And, you know, we often forget also to reward ourselves for all the, the wins and the achievements we do. So there's a lot of focus also on celebrating the small wins. So those are things that, you know, a lot of dads forget, you know, that, you know, every day we have wins every day, every week. And to remind ourselves of all the small steps that we take that, you know, and by doing small steps every day, uh, that's how we grow. So that's what I try to teach them. And it, it, it all starts with the mindset that they have and the goals that they're willing to achieve. Nice. Nice. I'm going to circle back to the food in just a few minutes, but mm-hmm. I wanted to also touch on one of your comments. Our kids don't need our presence. Our kids need our presence. So I know that's hard to hear auditorily, but to break that down, what you mean to say is that our kids don't need presence, as in gifts and toys, but our kids do need our presence, meaning our attendance and our attention. So how do you get the dads away from being a Disneyland dad or mm-hmm. probably, you know, showering the kid with iPads or gimmicks or toys or what have you, and that you're really, you know, getting down on their level, playing at their level, whatever age the kid might be, whether they're 5 or 15. Tell us a little bit about that process. Yeah, that's, that's, that's personally in our society today, that's, where I get the most arguments. Oh. Uh, yeah, actually, it's it's really true that, you know, it's like today, you know, it's like, yeah, but it's like I don't have a lot of time. And, you know, people often put a price tag on the relationship that they have, they have with their kids. It's like, oh, if I don't buy them the nice pair of shoes that they want. But kids, from my personal experience and from, you know, dealing even, you know, my brother's kids and all the kids that, you know, I have babysat or taken care of, Mm -hmm. they tend to overlook very quickly on gifts that they get. And they tend to remember more, you know, it's like the attention that they got, you know, and whether it's a drawing, whether it's sitting down with them and just talking to them, seeing how they're feeling, uh, what their basic needs are. You know, if, if a child cries or, you know, is doing the bacon, there's always a reason behind that. And to able to be able to read, you know, what your child is actually trying to tell you, or uh, that's the difficult part. And, you know, often, you know, we, we don't have time. So, you know, this society today is, you know, we'll plug them in front of TV as long as it passes time. But you're actually doing your, your child a lot of harm that way because in often cases, you know, the, the child feels unwanted, undesired, and he doesn't feel most of the time his needs, you know, being fulfilled. And that's, that's what I try to teach to dads. That. It, it's a learning process, you know, to actually do different exercises and actually sit down with your kids. And if you do it on a regular basis, you, you learn to know what your kids need and want. That's the important part. So yeah, I do like basic exercises. And what often comes back is, oh, I don't have money, you know, to buy them the new shoes or to buy them the PlayStation or to buy them, you know, it's like the, the new toy that just came out. And kids, from my personal experience, 
those toys, they, yeah, they'll enjoy them at first, but it's not what's important. And just relating and telling the dads that, you know, for them to realize it sometimes takes a lot of work, you know, just to, to tell them that it's not like the quote says, it's not the presence that are important. It's really, you know, being with them. That's really important. And it doesn't, correct me if I'm wrong, it doesn't always have to mean that you're playing a sport or doing an activity with them. I know kids are often touched when, you know, dad showed up to my soccer game or dad showed up to my piano recital. So, again, attendance, you know, really does go a long way. You don't have to necessarily do be doing an activity with them. Is that is that right? Is that your take? Uh, totally. And, yeah, it's like, and... The best memories I have with my my daughter is, you know, you know, just reading her a book at night, and it's her, it's the book that she wants to read. It's not the one that you want her to listen, or you want to. You're the one, you know, that that wants to read them that book because it was your book. You know, it's like, and it's really to be attentive to what they actually want, and you know, it could be just, you know, doodling with them, sitting down, getting, you know, on the floor making eye contact. Uh, sometimes kids, more often than not, all they want is a hug or a kiss. And Aww. so, and, yeah, and, and, you know, it was like my own personal experiences, you know, it's like I was really busy a few years back and, you know, it's like my son just wanted to go play soccer and I told him no and he started crying. So it was like, and that was my kick in the butt, basically, to say, is like, what do you mean you don't have time, you know, to go play soccer? And, you know, the time after that, you know, you know, I just dropped off, you know, all my stuff and I went to play soccer. And after five minutes, he was satisfied. You know, it's like, we played soccer for five minutes and then he just went off and he did something else. But you, I needed to realize that sometimes, yeah, it's like one minute, five minutes. It's not a time question. It's a need that they need it right away. Okay. So yeah, it's like, and it's trying to be able to read, you know, what your, your child needs at that moment. So that, that's, that's the difficult part. And but don't it, always assume that the activity yeah. needs to take an hour or two hours. Like you said, in this case, it was five minutes and the yeah. need got satisfied. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I love that. I love that you were open enough to, to realize that. So that's really great. By the way, I just wanted to um, go over that expression. Maybe it's a Canadian expression, doing the ba- bacon. Um, <laughs> I think in the States here, we call it having a tantrum where the oh, kid yeah. is belly down on the floor, squirming and, you know, just not having it, pounding the, gr- the earth or what have you. In fact, I put a picture in the picture carousel for those of you who are listening on Blog Talk Radio, and you can see the visual of what we're talking about here. So, <laughs> yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, it's probably, right. it's probably Canadian, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Jean-Michel, we're going to take a quick break right now. Um, for those of us, for those who have just joined us, you're listening to my guest. He is a coach and a mediator, a dad coach and a mediator, Jean-Michel Basilico. And if you want to call in on this topic with a question or comment, um, please do. Our phone number is 323 642 
323-642-1677. Or, of course, you can catch us on the chat line, and that chat line is right here on blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT Linda Gross, forward slash DT Linda Gross. We'll catch you right back after the break. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Hi, guys. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off. Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. And now, the science of mastering women is on audiobook. Yes, you can get it too. So, go to awesound, A-W-E-S-O-U-N-D, dot com, forward slash Linda Gross. That's awesound, A-W-E-S-O-U-N-D, dot com, forward slash Linda Gross. Also, you can find it on all the popular platforms, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Walmart, Barnes & Noble, and much, much more. See you then. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are on with my guest, Jean-Michel Basilico. He is a coach, dad coach, and a mediator, and we're talking about your kids. We're talking about divorce. We're talking about, you know, various ways that he has found to really benefit the dads in this situation, which in turn will give the best possible outcome for the kids in this tragic breakup and tragic situation. So, um, yeah, welcome back, everybody. Uh, if you want to um, call in on this topic, 323-642-1677, 323-642-1677, and on the chat line, blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT Linda Gross, forward slash DT Linda Gross. 
All right, so let's get back into it. We were talking a little bit, um, Jean-Michel, about meal prep. So tell us, uh, I, I think when we were talking offline, you told me that you had formerly worked in a restaurant, and now you're carrying over those sk skills, teaching the dads. You know, a lot of dads, they don't know how to cook. <laughs> you know, they either let their wife or their mother do it. So you're starting from scratch with a lot of these folks. So tell me a little bit about the meal prep services. Sure, yeah, and yeah, it's, it's my, my pride that I was lucky enough to work in the restaurant business for almost 17, 18 years. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was my godfather's restaurant. So, and he used to make pizzas, you know, Italian pizza, Italian food. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I have the, the, the cooking skills, but I, I wanted really to bring it because at first, I didn't want to show the meal prep or, you know, invest a lot of time in the meal prep. But after talking to several clients, uh, I noticed that, yeah, it was like most dads don't know how to cook. And yeah. that's a big overwhelm of when their kids come over and they get into arguments with their exes. It's like, hi, oh, stop feeding my kids, you know, uh, chicken McNuggets and pizza and stuff like that. So those were a lot of the arguments that were coming out of it. And so I really focus on doing meal preps of healthy food that kids actually are going to eat. Yeah. And, you know, they're all tested on my kids. So I know that <laughs> they love them. And, yeah. they, you know, it's like I, I eat mostly vegetables. And I know that, you know, often we think that, you know, cooking food or is expensive and is complicated. So I try to make it, my motto is really to make, you know, as many meals as possible uh, within, I'd say, an hour to two hours every week. So I do meal preps on Sundays, and every Sunday I do it for myself, and I do between 15 and 25 meals in about an hour, an hour and a half, sometimes two hours max when there's meat. But, mm -hmm. yeah, I prepare everything in advance, and everything's healthy uh, as much as I can because, uh, yes. Yeah, I used to be fat when I was younger, so I focused a lot on, you know, eating healthy, eating as many vegetables as possible, and to eat less meat. But, you know, it's like I try to keep balanced meals, and that's sometimes difficult, you know, in our day-to-day, -day, you know, we, we tend to associate eating quickly with, you know, uh, fast food. And I make cooking, you know, as like uh, healthy foods really quick. So, yeah, I focus really on, you know, eating healthy foods that usually take, yeah, I prepare, like I said, about 15, 25 meals, you know, in two hours. So I have all my meals ready. So all I need to do is either warm them up or pop them in the microwave. And I undercook them. So that when they're cooked in the microwave, they're heated, but they're also fresher. So mm -hmm. and yeah, it's like a, so those. That's what I focus on. So I focus on the the speed. I focus on the healthy, and I focus a lot on the budgeting. A lot of the clients that I have, you know, have limited budgets. Uh, most of them call me because they're overwhelmed financially. So that's another way that I help them out financially. I help them by making a budget, by planning in advance what they're going to eat for the following week. So if you plan, uh, you tend to waste a lot less money. So yeah, it's, it's being structured and planning out their meals for the week or for the month. 
And yeah, and I do enough recipes so that you can mix and match to have different varieties. So even though you have like five or six ingredients, at the end of the week, you have like 10 different types of meals. So all you need to add, you know, is like a, a different ingredient and you'll have a different meal. So it's really cool. I also was a divorced parent, and I used to belong um, to a Tuesday play group. There was about 25 moms that we would get together weekly, and we would either have a play date or maybe we'd, we would go to an outing or event or sightseeing or what have you. And what I noticed with these 25 women is almost nobody knew how to cook, and their kids only ate five things. They only ate hot dogs hamburgers, pizza, uh, chicken McNuggets, and mac and cheese. And that was about it, (laughs) you know. And so, you know, when my kid, what I did was, and the earlier that you start, the better, I think it's all about exposure, exposure, exposure. So at home, if the kid is exposed to something different, like eggplant or spaghetti squash or something like that, it's not an ew because you, you, you develop their taste buds to try new and different things. Like, wow, you know, it's like an adventure rather than, you know, just the five things, the fast foodie types of five, five things. So it's really a disgrace that, you know, a lot of times parents want to save time and, you know, I, I get it. They're working all day and they have a limited amount of time when they come home. But like you say, if you spend an hour, hour and a half on a Sunday planning out the whole meal, then all you have to do is pop out the container and heat it up and you're ready to go in, in you know, in minutes. So, yeah, and actually, I, 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 I love yeah. challenging the parents on how fast they actually cook hot dogs or, you know, go buy a hot dog. And just <laughs> waiting in line. So sometimes they wait in line 20 minutes. And it's like, uh-huh. I told them, I was like, uh, I'm already finished eating. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a lot of fun to do that, you know, especially, yeah, I, I do challenges with some of my parents. You know, it's like, you, you, you go to McDonald's and I'm sure I'll have – you know, the kids eating before you even get your order. So that's really cool. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you should do a, a time test with them. <laughs> make, make it, uh, you know. Yeah, like, and, okay. and, and the other the other thing that I noticed with the meal preps, you know, yeah. uh, once the dads are comfortable, mm-hmm. and this I really love, is to do with my kids. You know, it's like I have my kids every other weekend. Okay. So basically – when I have them and I'm by myself, I do a lot of meal preps, you know, like vegetables and other stuff. But when I have my kids, we, I do the regular meal prep, but there's always one or two meals, you know, if it's a dessert or something that they do with me and they love doing it with me. You know, it's like I do, I do, you know, like um, smoothies, I do sherbets, I do, you know, it's like frozen fruits. They love frozen fruits more than ice cream just to wow. let you know and so it's like it's better for your health and they taste better you know it's like so it's really simple to do you know I, I don't know if you you have like specialized blenders I have like the magic bullet oh yeah five minutes you know it's just and it, you know I have my two kids so we just put you know frozen fruits and veg and vegetables inside you know a lot of people don't think about it but you know, carrots are really sweet. So you put, you mix carrots with blueberries and stuff like that. And it's like, tastes amazing. 
and mm. you know you you know that they'll get you know their their fruits and vegetables on occasion so yeah it's right. like, and and they do it themselves so they have their pride that comes with that i do i do a lot of things with my kids you know i try to oh. incorporate whether it's training whether it's food you know and those are the the things that i mean by quality time you know uh, to me my best memories are me cooking Every Sunday, you know, my grandmother, she was Italian, so it was the pasta, it was the food. The food wasn't as healthy, but it's not that that I remember. I remember spending the time with my grandmother, actually cooking, learning stuff, and, you know, learning to count, learning to read. It's like my kids have to read the recipe, so they're actually learning how to read. My, my son's seven, and he reads very well. You know, he's read several books, but every time we do a recipe... He needs to take the measurements. He needs to read the recipe and make sure he understands the recipe before he starts anything. So that's, I see it, you know, like as an educational tool at the same time. I love that. <laughs> Knock out two, two and one, right? Exactly. So tell us a little bit about you also teach the dads some skills, like, um, you know, how to trim the fat on the meat, for example, or how to uh, scale a fish. And tell us a little bit about that and how you teach them. I mean, is it like a Zoom class or they come in person or how how does that get done? Yeah, well, most of the time, most of the time it's either a video that I did, uh, that my father did, because my, my father is a hunter and fisherman. Uh, but, you know, we have friends, you know, my brother is an amazing hunter and fisherman. So, you know, those are all things that he learns. And I actually filmed a video of his, uh, my, my dad's friend, you know, who was, was able to, you know, do fillets, you know, with fish, you know, and under like a minute, he does like five. Wow. So it's really crazy. He has an amazing technique. Uh, but yeah, trimming the fat, you know, it's like I mostly teach uh, dads, you know, either by video or on a Zoom. Uh, but it's it's mostly to be aware that, you know, you don't need to eat the fat or you don't need to. But, you know, it, it's m- more, you know, like techniques that I, I actually teach myself. And eventually now I just got the room. So what I eventually want is actually to give a course, you know, live so that the people can come, you know, for the weekend or for an evening. And I actually teach them the meal preps, you know on hand and give them a course at the same time and uh, that's what I love I did it with you know a few of my friends and it was really you know the exchange you know you open up because you're you're cooking you know your meals for the week but at the same time you're discussing you know the problems you had during the week or the situations you had with your kids so it becomes a learning experience also during the meal preps you know when I do either a zoom call or live you know it's like we we do a lot of exchange and that's really that's really, uh, to me, a really amazing learning experience. And even like the shyest dad mm-hmm. is going to ask questions. So it's really cool. And it's a nice way to do bonding also, you know, totally. to get to know the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I love that. Um, now, you had mentioned to me that you have your own set of spices and you are selling them and you also have a recipe book. Tell our listeners a little bit about that. Yeah, well, actually, I, I just finished the recipe booklet, you know, like recently, and yeah, it's basically it gives them uh, the recipes that I that I make, you know, during my meal preps, and yeah, the the like I said, my recipes are really simple, 
and uh, their traditional Italian spices that I dose, you know, because not everybody's the same, but yeah, it's like, and I'm not afraid to tell the ingredients because they're really simple. It's, you know, basically garlic or garlic powder, you know, uh, hot peppers and salt. And those are the three main spices, you know, for, you know, the, the Italian, all Italian recipes and mm-hmm. the magic, you know, bond together is olive oil. So I don't usually cook food either in grease or in butter. It's always olive oil. And olive oil, what you need to do is basically not to fry it. So none of my food is fried. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the olive oil is just to bond it, you know. So basically it's like a sauce that you put after the meal is cooked. And most of my vegetables are blanched. So mm-hmm. once, they're, once they're blanched, it's just to put, you know, a bit of olive oil and my spices on top. And, yeah, it's like... What I noticed is, you know, by a lot of people were asking me, is like, how, how much garlic do I put, or how much, you know, garlic powder do I, put, or how much salt do I put? So what I did is I just, you know, pre-canned them, you know, with the uh, the correct dosage. So mm-hmm. it's really, you know, it accelerates, you know, all the meal preps because most of my recipes are with those spices or with my. Um, I also have like a meat spice. It's more or less. It's like, a, it's, a, it's a bit like. A, basically the same spices that we have in uh, Montreal steak spices that's very popular here in Canada. Mm-hmm. But I have my special, you know, extra ingredient that I put inside. So, yeah, I made my own spices for meats and spices for vegetables. And the reason I sell them, you know, it's really because eventually I'd really like to, you know, create a mutual fund, you know, for all the dads and, with the spices that I sell, you know, there's a dollar that's going to go to, you know, that mutual fund that I'm starting to build up. I started building it up about a month ago. And right now I'm already almost at, you know, I think it's uh, almost $500 for, for that bond. But eventually, you know, what I'd like to do is to help out, you know, as many dads as possible if they need, because I know it would have been cool to have it when I needed three four years ago. So mm-hmm. I'm, I want to build a community around that. And, you know, if the booklets are sold, I give the entirety, you know, to uh, if it's an electronic book, uh, I charge $5 for the electronic book. But that $5 goes directly to the mutual fund. Mm-hmm. And the spices, you know, I sell them for $5 for the small container and uh, 15 for the big one. So if you buy the big one, I give, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's uh, $5, uh, yes, yeah, it's $5 for the mutual fund. And if you buy the small ones, it's a dollar for the mutual fund. So I'm basically using it, you know, to build up that mutual fund. And at the same time, it accelerates all the meal preps that we do together. So you, you won't worry about, you know, and it's just, you know, when I say sprinkling, so then it's just to taste. But yeah, I mean, people love it because yeah, they they actually they don't have to worry about that part. So, nice. Really cool. Yeah. So how how do they find the spices in the recipe book? Is that part of your one of the links on your Facebook page? No, actually, I want them to DM me because uh, yeah, I, I have like about two hundred, you know, like uh, ready to send out. But mm-hmm. yeah, I want to do them on order, you know, not to make too many. And, sure. and yeah, it's like uh, basically uh, 
you just DM me and uh, my my friends and colleagues, actually some of the dads uh, will help me out, you know, to package them and to send them out because I want to create a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's like just one of the projects that we thought of, you know, together. Uh, it's not just me. I want to build a community of dads, you know, having a purpose, having a goal and actually doing projects together. And yeah, I really want to build a community of dads that, you know, used to be overwhelmed, but now they're working together for the benefit of their kids and to, you know, develop that and try um, that business mind uh, is also going to help out their kids in the future and to see, you know, that their dads are actually working on a project and making it work. That That's, you know, my ultimate goal is to see all the dads working together, you know, yeah. for, with doing different kinds of projects. So, yeah, it's like it's just the link is just to, to DM me and uh, I'll ask one of my dads or myself personally will do it to send it out. Good. And, and like I said, I'll put all those links uh, at the bottom of the page after the show. So um, let's define terms because I um, – for the vegetables, you were saying to blanch the vegetables. Um, I know that's a cooking term, but some, some of our dads might not know what that means. So when you're saying that you don't use butter or grease, tell them how you do the blanching technique. You're using the actual oil because they say it's not healthy to heat the oil. You're using the oil as an after effect, kind of like dressing, like salad dressing. Except in exactly. This case it's in this case, it's vegetable dressing on top. That's all good because you're not heating up the oil itself. So tell our listeners, what do you mean by blanching? What is that technique? Yeah, it's a, it's a technique in, in cooking that involves and a lot of, you know, Asian foods, you know, Chinese food and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, blanch there. And it's a technique that I learned, you know, actually by watching TV. And yeah. I just took out the step because I'm not a sauce type person so I don't like sauces a lot and I like uh, vegetables to taste like vegetables not to taste you know like in certain certain um, uh, cultures you know they mix a lot of sauces afterwards and it sort of kills the taste I love the taste of broccoli I love the taste of spinach mm-hmm. so and by blanching is basically you boil water make sure that it's boiling Mm-hmm. And you basically just throw in the food and let's say for a spinach, as soon as you throw it in, as soon as it, you know, starts, I'd say 10 seconds, you take it out and it's already blanched. So it's cooked. Uh, broccoli takes about, I'd say a minute maximum. And what it does is, you know, is it keeps all the nutrients and it keeps all the vitamins. So it's, way healthier than actually boiling, you know, the, the, the vegetables. And personally, they taste better, and my kids love them better. I did the test, and most people, what happens, they don't like vegetables, especially broccoli, is mm-hmm. that it becomes mushy, it becomes soft, and a lot of people have trouble with vegetable texture rather than the taste. And, yeah, it's like what I do is – since you're just dipping them in the water, you know, like for a short amount of time, you take them out and they're still crunchy. Yeah. And, you know, most people, you know, in Chinese recipes, like I said, they blanch the vegetables and then they, they stir fry them. 
Well, what I do is I don't stir fry them. I just blanch them and then I put them, you know, like in a bowl and I just, you know, put the oil and my spices on top of them and I just mix them. So then you toss. Yeah. Exactly. And my kids so, love them. So the vegetables you you only put throw the vegetables in after the boiling water, right? Yeah, exactly. The, the, right. the so water the water saying, needs to be boiling. Yeah, the let, water. Yeah, let the water boil and then just throw them in there for like a minute. So um, yeah, they're yeah. going to get cooked, not and not to the point of being mushy. Exactly, and like I said, you know, it's like it's very short, you know, and uh, let's say you know, like string beans is like about a minute, mm-hmm. but even you know, it's like. And it's all to taste, but personally, uh, like spinach, I put it in like 10 seconds. You know, you just dip them in, they're hot, yeah. you put them out. So, and, you know, that's why people, you know, when they tell me it takes a long time to cook vegetables, it's like, well, it takes me a minute, two minutes, because my bowl, my bowl with the oil and the spices is ready. So I just mm-hmm. throw them in and, you know, I throw them in and then I mix it. So I have my fresh vegetables, you know, cooked and ready you know, within two minutes. I can't tell you how many people they they cook their vegetables for half an hour. It's so yeah. sinful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all the nutrients, you're just, you know, oh, my God, they're just going out the window. Totally. And, and it tastes terrible. Like, no wonder yeah. you guys don't like vegetables. <laughs> yes. And, and the, the, other, the other meal prep uh, tricks and secrets that I use, you know, of course, you have to wash, you know, your vegetables quickly. Uh, but what I do also is to keep the lost uh, vitamins and minerals, um, I usually do with the hot water. I, so I doze my water. And what I do is, let's say I cook some broccoli or I cook some spinach. So you notice that the water turns green. Uh, so what, what do I do with that? I just throw in pasta or rice. So I actually save those nutrients into the pasta or into the rice. So those are all things that, small tricks, you know, that I do. And it actually changes the taste of the pasta or of the rice. So, you know, I just add, let's say, some onion into the water or I I put some chicken broth into the water. water. So you have, you know, and it doesn't taste too strong. So Mm -hmm. even kids that don't like spinach, well, they're still gonna get the vitamins out of the water. If they don't eat broccoli, they're still going to get the vitamins out of the water. So, yeah, it's a small trick that I use, and it's very effective. Nice. All right. Um, for my listeners, if you've just joined us, you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We're going to cut away for a quick break right now. Um, you can call us for this last segment with my guest, Jean-Michel. Call-in number is 323-642-1677, 323-642-1677. All right, we'll catch you right back after the break. Hey, guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, 
conflict resolution and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. Darn, maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. Just Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. That's Google SoundCloud, The Men's Advocate. The on-demand library is also available on the TuneIn app. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. And now, The Science of Mastering Women is on audiobook. Yes, you can get it too. So, go to awesound, A-W-E-S-O-U-N-D, dot com forward slash Linda Gross. That's awesound, A-W-E-S-O-U-N-D, dot com forward slash Linda Gross. Also, you can find it on all the popular platforms, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Walmart, Barnes and Noble, and much, much more. See you then. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are on with my special guest, Jean-Michel Basilico. He is a dad coach and mediator. All right. So in this last segment, let's talk a little bit about um, mutual fund that he hopes to uh, create. I think maybe in Canada they call it mutual fund. Here in the U.S. we would probably call it a charity fund or it's something similar to maybe a GoFundMe page where um, dads and donors can contribute to the funds and then dads who are in need can withdraw funds all interest-free. So tell us a little bit about uh, this project. Uh, yes, well, actually, it's a, it's a passion project that, you know, to me, uh, if I can reach that goal, it would be really cool because I know that when I was in need, you know, um, a lot of the dads that I meet are really, really tight and don't have, you know, the resources or the, the tools that they need because I, I asked them to read a lot of books. I asked them to take, you know, take care of themselves. So even for small things like going to the gym, um, sometimes they're tight on budget. So, and if you know that the money is going to be used properly in the sole purpose, you know, to take care of their kids better. Uh, yeah. I'd be really honored and proud, you know, to, to give them or to lend them, you know, let's say a thousand dollars or three hundred dollars for a gym membership, you know. So those are all small things that I'd love, you know, to reward my dad with. And, you know, the the spices or the booklets or anything, you know, I might create a membership later on if they want, but it's going to be on a voluntary basis. I really want this, you know, to be, you know, other dads that are in good situations help out that's that are in need and that's really the the vocation that I have and the message that I'm trying to bring is like you know I want all dads to unite because to me both parents are important 
And it's not only the moms, you know, dads are really important. They have a role to play. And any void that's created, you know, in our kids' lives is going to have damage later on. And that's what I noticed, you know, in society today that I find that all the problems we're having, you know, with whether it's shootings or, you know, respect, all comes down to basic needs that probably the child or the person didn't have when they were growing up. And that's what I noticed. So I really want to make this fun a reality. Super. Jean-Michel, there was a caller there, but um, shoot. All right. Caller, would you kindly call back in? I was just about ready to take your call. Uh, We have a few minutes left, so if you can still hear my voice, please call back. All right. Okay. Um, Yeah, no, I think it's such a a great endeavor. So, um, yeah, we'll help you get that going here. And then tell us a little bit about how you went from when you first started, I guess, the divorce or maybe post-divorce, you were quite a bit in debt, maybe like $100,000 in debt. And then um, so it's not just about the mutual fund that you might be able to impart your knowledge on, you know, money management. So now you're zero in debt. So tell us a little bit about that journey. Yeah, actually, it's like it is a difficult journey. But it, it it wasn't most, how could I say, uh, it was, you know, it was a, a breakup that mm. uh, came unexpectedly. So basically, I had just, you know, I, I had money before and I had investments before. And on my side, especially, uh, you know, uh, right after, and it lasted about a year, was to get rid of everything I invested or in everything I worked for. So it was, you know, it was a debt, but it was a mental debt also. I needed to let go. You know, it was like I had buildings, I had, you know, other investments that I didn't want to let go of. And a lot of people often is that they don't want to take the step back or start their lives over. And that's what I noticed from, from most of my clients is, you're having, you're in a good situation and you don't want to take the step back and actually, you know, take the time to get rid of your debts, get rid of, you know, and notice, and that's what I teach my dads is basically, you know, to revisit and rebudget their financing and basically to focus on the fact that it's just temporary, everything that you're doing. So, you know, it's like, I sort of, you know, the hardest part was to let go, you know, of all the hard work that I had done, let's say for 12 years for one of my buildings, I really didn't want to sell it. It was my baby is like, and just to get over and take the decision to actually sell it, uh, was, you know, I, so that way I got rid of a lot of my debts, but a lot of people like they have 15 or $20,000 debts and don't realize that, you know, just by, you know, selling your Xbox or selling your, stop smoking for a year or two years, they'll get mm-hmm. rid of their debt. So it's it's basically more a, a mindset change, you mm-hmm. know, focus on their budget and on their, you know, their responsibilities. So that's what I help them with. I help them. I try to analyze because everybody is different. So, you know, if you, if you smoke three packs a day, well, I teach people not, not to, 
you know, necessarily quit, but to reduce. Uh, if they're used to going out with their friends, you know, to reduce. So, mm-hmm. And it's all, yeah, it's all a question of budgeting and prioritizing. And with, you know, the fact that I focus a lot on goals with our kids, uh, I'm able to change their mindset rather quickly so that they can focus on really, you know, the important things, which are the, their kids. And yeah, it's like, I usually get them to change their mindset pretty quickly. I, I'm able to help them pivot. You know, a lot of them, you know, probably were in that situation for a year, two years, three years. So mm-hmm. my goal, my ultimate goal is to help them pivot that mindset as quickly as possible and avoid wasting time like I did. You know, it took me like a year and a half, two years before I finally decided, you know, to take that that leap of faith. And that's my role as a coach is basically to give them the facts and to give them tools to change it as soon as possible. So because I was in that situation, uh, I know a lot of people in the financial, you know, industry uh, about what to do, different tools on how to readjust your credit, how to fix your credit, how to invest. But ultimately, it's a question of learning new skills. Uh, developing new trades, and as soon as you don't have your kids, while well, you focus on either generating new income, or you know budgeting, or you know cutting down on expenses that you don't need, so that you have the money for when you're, you're with your kids. Hmm. Love that. All right. Do you have any closing comments uh, to the show? I know one of the takeaways that you stand for is creating what's called unbreakable kids. Instead of alienated kids, um, you want to create a generation of unbreakable kids. Tell us a little bit about that and whatever remaining comments you might have. Yeah, well, to me, you know, it was like because I – I had, you know, I lived through that situation. I had a void, you know, from growing up when I was a kid. And I want, I want to teach kids, one, you know, to love themselves. And the only way that kids are going to love themselves and feel a purpose, feel a need, is to have, you know, that relationship with, with his parents. And it's not only the dads. Uh, it's really both parents as much as possible. But if, you know, one one parent is missing to really, you know, double down. And in my case, you know, when my my first ex was, you know, she she was a party girl. She she wasn't focused on her child. And mm-hmm. after years of talking together and, you know, focusing on our child, you know, she she pivoted like you know, 360 degrees and wow. it, now she's an amazing mom and everything. But yeah, it's like she, she was able to change because I focused on my daughter and during those first years where she wasn't really taking care of our daughter, well, I doubled down to make sure that my daughter had everything she needed because I knew that my ex was going to come around when, you know, she was pretty young when we got married and everything. So, you know, she just basically needed to mature and I was there to fill the void while my ex was, you know, getting older and becoming more mature. And that's what we need to realize as parents, you know, to see the needs that our children have and to 
give them a sense of purpose. You know, it's like, like, you know, it's not only children, even people, they need to be, to feel loved, to have a purpose and to have goals in life. But once you have a purpose, mm-hmm. you feel like someone cares about you and you feel loved and you know that you have a purpose and a goal, then you'll have self-confidence and you'll be able to move on in life and do anything you want. But if you're lacking one of those three things, it's going to be very difficult. So that's what I want to really focus on parents today to really see what our kids need and to deliver. And that's really my main goal is to, to change our society a little and focus on our kids because yeah, it's like, that, to me, that's uh, there's nothing more important than that. Sounds really good. All right, uh, my listeners, you can reach um, Jean-Michel on his Facebook page. It's Jean-Michel, without the extra A, um, dot Basilico, just like it sounds. And like I said, I will put those links um, at the bottom of the page here. He wants you to also check out um, his uh post called Lazy Daddy's Success Tips, so I'll post that link as well. Um, any uh, last words, Jean-Michel? Um, no, it's like I'm really glad for this opportunity, opportunity to, to speak today. It was really amazing, and I hope, yeah, it's like I'll meet great dads, and yeah, it's like I, I want to make sure that, you know, whether it's with me or with someone else, uh, for those that feel overwhelmed, you are not alone. You know, if you think you're alone, add me on Facebook and you'll have at least one friend. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, to me, that's really important because that was difficult when I was going through dark times. And that's really important to know that you're not alone. And if you have trouble finding me, uh, Basilico is like uh, B-A-S-I-L-I-C-O. Um, and uh, I'm, on the, uh, <laughs> I'm the only one on the planet. So it's, I'm pretty easy to find if you find me. So it's like, yeah, I did, I did the Google search and nobody else is called like me, probably in the future, but not right away. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so if you have anything, don't be shy. And yeah, that's really important to me to make sure that, you know, dads who need, there's someone for, for them. And I really want to build a hub, you know, for single dads in my group. And, you know, if there's, you know, I have plenty of uh, fitness coaches, you know, dad fitness coaches in my group that I that I link to. Um, I, what was it called? I'm trying to find, you know, dads that help on the financial side. Now uh, with you, I have, you know, the legal side in the States because I know a lot, you know, of legal questions in Canada, but in the States I didn't have any. So now I have them. Thank you, Linda. Of course. But, well, yeah. And, I just really want to build a hub that, you know, a single dad, you know, for whatever reason has, you know, an issue or something or a need that he can call me and then I'll redirect him. If I can't help him out personally, I'll redirect him to someone that actually can. And that's my whole purpose for this group. Thank you so much. Wow, this has been a very uh, fruitful hour, very uh, purposeful and 
and effective, and I just love the fact that you're helping out fellow dads as well as, you know, being the best possible parents, both male and female, for for the kids. So I love it all the way around. So we're going to close out the show now. Uh, To my listeners, I want to thank you for joining our program today, and we will catch you next time right here on Blog Talk Radio on the Men's Advocate Show. Okay, bye for now.